category. And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 79. It has been a minute. Um, of course, as always, we we're just talking about it before we started recording. I am joined by Dylan Sheree and Brandon Kurtzman. Kurtzman, Dylan, say what's up to the people. Good to be back. <laughs> Dylan? Amen, to that. Amen to that. Good to be back. I was saying before, um, we apologize. Let's just get this out the way. We apologize for no championship recap. Uh, every time I feel like the, the season ends and Kurtzman just takes one big exhale of relief and then he doesn't want to think about the league for, for the next month and a half, two months. So um, no championship recap, but congratulations to the Falcons, Anthony Bimbo and his team for winning the winter season or excuse me, not the winter season, the fall season of the Bear Down Sports Association Flag League. Um, incredible season by them. We'll just go uh, real quick. Dylan, you lost in that game. Start with you. Bring up some uh, some bad memories that you've already tucked away. Uh, this is the first. Uh, this is yeah, the first public comment since the championship loss. Yeah, yeah. How how's it feel to to come to come in second place, Dylan? I'm giving you an alley oop right now to dunk on me for our dynasty championship matchup. But yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. But uh, <laughs> no, to just talk about the game. Um, I I remember. I'll, like I'll never forget during the middle of the game, like probably like let's say like third quarter like if it was that was the structure i i turned to joe pip who was refing and i was like dude this is the best game ever like i'm having so much fun like obviously we ended up losing and it of course sucked but like the game itself was just like great culmination of the season in terms of like two best teams going at it and like i I mean i've watched the film back so many times and like just every time some team made a big play it was just immediately answered by the other team and it it was just it was incredible and what could i say the whole year we were, our mindset was, you know, we would get the ball late. If we're in that position, what were we? We were down six or eight with the ball with Sobes, chance to win the game. It, that's where you want to be. And the Falcons defense made the play. Kurtzman, how did you feel about the championship game? No, the championship game was a great game. I was uh, behind the video camera on the field. So I was uh, seeing it from a different view. And really, like Dylan said, every time someone made a play, some other team, the other team came back and made another play to answer that one. And I think that we got the best matchup. The two best teams in the league were playing for the championship. And it only was right that it came down to like a final play in the end zone where the people around the ball were Dylan, IB, Justin. So I think overall great season and I'm ready for a even better one this year. Yeah. Let's uh, with that being said, again, congratulations to the Falcons of last season and congratulations to the Dolphins for making it to the championship game and, you know, putting on such a great performance at the end of that season. Um, it was the two best teams the entire season long. That's what we wanted the championship game to be. That's what it was. And uh, it was a good one. It was really good. One. Congratulations to the Falcons. Congratulations to Anthony Mimbo for going back to back as the quarterback, as quarterback captain champion. So um, with that being said, time to bring in the new league, time to bring in the new year. Kurtzman, I'll let you take it away here. Um, I know you had some stuff that you wanted to go over. Uh, talk about what's new. Well, first off, talk about where we will be playing. I want that information to be given out. Give out the like, logistics of the league for if anyone out there, if, if you're listening to this for the first time, we do two podcasts a week on the league. Um, we do, you know, the weekly recaps, and then we do the predictions and, um, you know, game analysis matchups, you know, before before the week. So we're looking to do – every Tuesday, Thursday kind of a schedule. Um, we got it set up over Zoom now. So if you're new to the league 
definitely subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you may listen to it at, as well as go over to our YouTube channel, Bear Down uh, Sports Association YouTube channel, and definitely subscribe to that because all of the games will be posted on there as well. Kurtzman. Yeah, so um, new league, spring season, um, we're looking at uh, an eight-week regular season where there will be at least one, if not two, doubleheader weeks you'll play anywhere between nine and ten games on the season. Um, there'll be 14 teams this year, uh, 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 I guess a league career high. We've never had more than 11. Right. 11. Yeah, no, uh, we've continued to expand throughout the years. We have new quarterbacks entering the league for the first time. Um a lot of old faces rem- uh, coming back at quarterback this year. So 14 teams, which means we're going to have 140 players, yeah. um, which means that there are going to be a lot of new people in the league that you see playing week to week that you might not know. We're not going to know. And uh, if you're one of those guys that's listening to this podcast, um, listen, early on the season, you're going to have to do something to make a name for yourself and kind of get the ball rolling with your hype. Uh, in the league and so we start talking about you on the podcast trust me if you make plays you'll be talked about and your stock will go up and you'll continue to um be more involved in your team's offenses um do we have the number do we have the number on exact uh exact amount of new people that have signed up new faces in the league um i know it's over 30 so there's some old some old faces not returning a lot of new faces entering the league i think the league has uh a lot of hype in the last year or so um, but yeah, so it's going to be played on Sundays. First games are slated for nine o'clock. Last games can be slated as late as two 30. We'll play two games at a time. If I feel like that we need to get more games in, there is a way to play three games at a time. Um, that will be figured out throughout the season, but at the moment there'll be two games at a time and with five game slots for games to be played. Um, it's a seven V seven league full flag, um, offensive linemen are all eligible. Everyone is eligible on the field. Um, it's intense. I'm going to say something right now. If you can't deal with the shit talking, this might not be the league for you because mm-hmm. the league talks shit. Everyone in the league talks shit. Uh, you get Moss. Someone's going to let you know what happened. Um, big sack. You're going to hear the defensive line yelling. I, it, it's very, um, it's very, uh, I don't know what I want to say. It's very, um, it's very, it's very intense. It's very intense. People care. Yeah. People really care week to week about winning and staying alive. Like I know like when teams come, I know like last year, just for instance, like me and IB both come into week three game two and oh and one and oh. And that game was the most, one of the most intense games I played in. And it was a week three regular season game. So I think every week this year, especially even more with every quarterback, I think being capable of winning games, you're going to see a lot more, um, parity in the league. I think there's going to be a lot less teams like at the top. I think the, the middle is going to be super compact. And I think every team's going to be fighting for the playoffs late into the season. Um, 14 teams. So we're going to do 10, make the playoffs. Also, Kurtzman, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, I don't think you've, you've mentioned it yet. I just want to say this. This is obviously a draft format. It's a draft style league. Oh, so yeah. With 14 teams being in the leagues, that means there will be, you know, obviously 14 picks per round and there will be 10 rounds in the draft. So we got a hundred nine rounds, nine, nine rounds, rounds sorry, nine rounds in the draft at um 140 kids that are in the league. So um Dylan, do you have anything to say before we get into the draft order here? Uh, yeah, I just want to speak to the intensity. Of course, the league has been intense in the past, and I think that this year you could see an even more uh cranked up intensity level with money being on the line. That has never been the case in the past. Ooh, true. Say that, say that, say that about that, Kurtzman. I forgot to 
maybe you were getting there. I kind of cut you off a little bit. My fault on yeah, that. Yeah, it was one of the last bullet points I have written down yeah. here. Um, no, so for the first time, we will be doing a season for a cash prize, um, depending on kind of just lead costs throughout the year, looking at at least a $2,000 cash prize, if not more. Um, I In the past, we've given out sweatshirts to the winners, but this year we are changing up our how we're going to be doing things. So one of the new things is you're going to be paying for the refs. You want a cash prize, you'll pay for the refs. It's the same price. It's $40. It's team. Um, I know a lot of guys in the league have played in other leagues that have you pay for the refs each week. So I don't know how teams are going to want to do it, but regardless, bring a couple dollars to the game. Um, and yeah, so that allows us to now have a cash prize. Kurtzman, will you be accepting, will you be accepting Venmo at the game, Venmo or cash app? If someone wants the Venmo or cash app, you the $4. Yes, 100%. You can Venmo cash at me at the game. I'll probably have some cash on me at all the games to make sure the refs are paid. Um, I'll just say this right now. If anyone knows any refs who are looking to ref A5 football league on Sundays, please tell them to hit my line. I am always looking for more refs because every week new refs are, have things to do, have other obligations, can't always make every single week. So it's always good to have extra bodies. Yeah, no. I agree, and I think that's the best addition of the league. I think that's the best new thing about the league um, is the fact that now we do have this cash prize. It was definitely our most requested thing that you know we get on. So the best way to do it would be have everyone. In theory, it's everyone brings four dollars a week. If everyone shows up with four dollars per week, we should have over a two thousand dollar cash prize for the winner, which will be awesome. Dylan, uh, I'll let you get back to what you were going to say, and then we'll get into the draft order and uh, introduce the new quarterbacks, Kurtzman. Oh yeah, I was just saying in the past, um, there money has not mattered. The money was never in play really, and the intensity was never in question. Everyone played their heart out and put it all on the line. And now with money in the line, I, I look to see that intensity cranked up even farther. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a great season. Yeah. Kurtzman. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I just wanted to say one more thing for the new guys listening to this podcast. Um Team or seasoned quarterbacks in the league or just in five football in general are going to have plays at the line. They're going to be, be able to audible. So you're going to catch up quick because shit gets kind of moving fast. And the first couple of games, you might get thrown off by the pace of it, but everyone usually gets it going. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to do the draft order. 14 teams yet again, we will get into the draft order and we will do a quarterback breakdown. That's really what the pod is. We just wanted to reintroduce the league for the people who are new. Get them subscribed to the podcast. Get them subscribed to the YouTube. We will do a uh, we'll do the draft order right now, which we already have set. It was picked at random by Kurtzman and Augie. Um, we have the draft order right now. We will introduce the quarterbacks. Talk about each quarterback for a little bit. We'll end the pod and then we'll uh, the next time you guys will hear us again will be the com- I guess we'll do a. You know, if we do have this combine, Kurtzman, then we'll do like a little uh, combine review after we're done with it. We'll talk about some of the standouts before the draft. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I guess we can talk about the combine real quick. Uh, so I plan on having we, – for new guys, we're going to reach out to a bunch of the guys this week, see if we can get some guys down to the field. Uh, hopefully see a lot of new faces in the league down to the field. The combine will probably take place. It's going to take place probably at Rebels Field on 516. Uh, check the Twitter. I will drop an address uh, an address to the field for the new guys who don't know where it is. Guys not from Old Bridge. Um, 
other fields we could be playing at this year, just so everyone knows, Matawan High School. I've been in talks with them about some possible weekends. SJV, as we've been in the past, and Spotswood High School also. So could be a couple places for the league this year, but Rebels is our guaranteed spot whenever we need it, essentially. Nice. All right. Let's do the draft order, Chrisman. Start from 1 to 14. Okay, so with the first pick in the draft this year, it will be uh, ours, our own true Dylan Sheray coming yeah. off of a great Woo. season. Out stepping up to play, uh, be captain for his team. He'll be representing TCU. The number two pick is Augie. He'll be representing Florida State. Uh, third pick will be Joe Piscopo. He is either going with Dartmouth or another college should be named later. Um, Sam Allen has the fourth pick. He'll be representing Michigan State. I have the fifth pick. I'll be representing UCLA. Uh, Tommy Galante returning at quarterback for his second season, representing Ole Miss with the sixth pick. Suroff, uh, Suroff coming back after a semifinal uh, run, coming back as Oregon will be the seventh pick. Sobes, reigning MVP, LSU, eighth pick. Emmerich will be the ninth pick, representing Alabama. Uh, Deshaun Robinson, formerly from our basketball league, uh, dropped 60 one of our games, I believe. He will be quarterbacking a team, uh, Purdue, at the 10th pick. One of our former refs, Jelani Prince, will be the 11th pick, representing Texas Tech. Jarrock, uh, a guy that he's followed a lot of you guys in the league on Instagram. Uh, he's a big flag football guy, bringing a few of his friends to come play. He's going to play playing, playing quarterback, representing Florida. Back-to-back champ. Anthony Mbibbo will be the 13th pick representing University of Georgia. He'll be looking to go for a unprecedented three-peat. And then the league GOAT, Vin Gargano, Blue Mountain State, the uh, best college pick, in my opinion, in the, for this year, has the last pick in the draft. 14 teams has been very interesting. I know people, some Augie and other people, IB and them, have already done some little mock drafts. I know Joe Biscopo probably has done like 7,000 mock drafts as well. Um, 14 teams with the draft, it's tough, it's difficult. Um, it, it, it's really, you know, people who, you know, are second round picks or not first round picks and so on. So 14 teams, it's almost double from where I was at in the summer. You think about the first draft with, uh, with only eight teams. Now we're at 14. The draft is completely different. It's going to be really interesting. Um, we always talk about drafting the team that fits you and things like that. So if you're a captain out there, I would do my research, man. I'd go through the player pool. I'd go through the player profile that Kurtzman's going to send out. Really Already sent out. Really think, really think about how you want to um, build your team and things along along those lines. So I would definitely um, get on that if I was a captain. Let's start, Kurtzman, with 1-14. to 14. Let's just go through all the quarterbacks for the, the new people in the league. Dylan, you have the first pick of the draft. I guess you could make your announcement on who the first pick will be. The select, uh, we all know who you're taking. So if you want to talk about Eric here, Dylan, uh, get into a little bit of a description of how he plays the game. Uh, so I will definitely, I will be driving my friend Eric from Rutgers. We have a lot of, uh, we played a lot of flag football in the past. Our our biggest highlight, our biggest career resume, um, I guess, point would be that we your, are your biggest accomplishment resume point there you go there we go it's late I'm, my brain's shut off i'm ready for tomorrow um so we were the skamook uh pro a tournament tournament of champion tournament of champs champions my bad um in 2018 i believe um haven't really played a lot since then you know we graduated and then with covid obviously like just not a lot of opportunities but definitely excited to get back out there together 
Um, his play style, I guess, um, it's a lot of the Scamoog refs call him Manziel. I'm not say I'm not not confirming or denying that he plays like prime Manziel, but I, I think it's a fair comparison. He's a shorter kid, but very quick, very elusive, and he is does have a good arm and is not afraid to throw into tight windows, throw, give his guys opportunities to win jump balls. Um, and he's a great leader and smart flag football tactician. So very excited for this season and to fill out the rest of the roster accordingly. I've only seen Eric play one time. It was at the uh, one-day tournament that we hosted and with your team, Dub V, Dylan, and I thought Eric was great. He's a great addition to the league. We've been wanting him to play quarterback for some time. We are happy that Eric is finally committed and going to play in the league. Uh, Kurtzman, do you have anything to say on Eric? Um, no, I think Dylan covered uh, everything about his game. He's got a great arm. He knows what he wants to do. He always has a good game plan coming in normally. Uh, he plays a little bit like IB. He makes guys – miss he'll run I've seen him run 15 yards back like IB does to get away from guys to pull his flag and if he able is he if he's able to tap into that form then he's looking at a possible MVP season possible championship run love it let's go to the number two pick uh Augie Garbalato most of us are familiar with him in the league uh Augie was my MVP pick last season fell out of love with the league midway through um, he has the second pick of the draft. I think he's going to be rejuvenated. I think he's going to be rejuvenated this season. I think he's ready to go. Fourteen teams. This is really where. But it's a big season for Augie, right? Like if he if he wants to be in the elite group, this is fourteen teams. Like he's got to be a top seven guy here. So um, it's going to be a big season for him. I'm looking forward to watching Augie play. We know how he throws. If you're new to the league, Augie throws the deep ball, throws bombs. He's super elusive. Makes plays with his feet all the time, and a winner. His team is ready. His team is always there at the end of a game in a, in a big game, ready to, to make a play. So uh, I'm in on Augie having a big year, guys. Are you, doub- are you doubling down on your uh, MVP from last year or you get, you're not putting the pressure on him again? I think the world knows who my MVP pick is going to be if you've just followed me throughout my history. Um, and throughout my history and you know <laughs> the way that I think of my logic, I think it's very obvious who my MVP will be. I'll wait to, to, to tell you guys that I'm going to pick Deshaun to win the MVP until the, the draft <laughs> until the draft happens and we see his team. But um, I'm not taking Augie to MVP, but I do think he has a good year, and I, I'll bet on him making the playoffs. I'm looking forward to Augie having a bounce back here because I think that what Augie struggled most with last year was that in his first season as quarterback, the league was still predominantly a man defense league, whereas last year you saw almost every single team, every single play switch into zone schemes. And I think Augie definitely struggled with that transition at first, but just getting by the reps by the end of the season, I think he was a lot more comfortable and I'm looking for him to build upon that for this season. Kurtzman. No, I, I think Augie's going to have a good year. I think he just needs to, no, I mean, you guys, you guys have talked first of all time. So you've said the majority uh, of things. Uh, I, I, got time, I got you next time. I got you next time. No, you're good. Um, no, I think, I think as long as Augie can t- build on what he had at the end of last season, when he started winning games and moving the ball a lot better, um, he needs to make sure he drafts a team that uh, plays to his strengths, and I think he understands what those are. Um, uh, the third pick is Joe Piscopo. Kurtzman, you were you were very you were probably the president of the Joe Piscopo fan club last season. Um, how do you feel about him? You know, returning to play quarterback and moving into to this season here. I mean, listen, last year he 
he came out at the beginning of the year, super hot, uh, had some struggles mid through the season. But when the games got down to it and they needed to make win- get wins to make the playoffs, he got them wins. He willed them to wins with his arm and with his legs. Uh, I was so impressed with his game plans coming in and how he executed on offense each week. Um, I think he did a great job as he got healthier in the season with his knee being able to help on defense and play corner. We saw him match up against a lot of the top receivers in the league. Um midway through the season and late in the season. And let's call it how it is, man. He had IB down 14, nothing at halftime in the semifinal game. So it, it is what it is, man. He lost by one. It was a great effort by him, but I saw so much progression in his game as a complete player. And I'm hoping that he takes with him and t- hopefully getting Tompkins at the third's pick, um, barring Augie not taking him. Hopefully they continue to grow and they make even deeper run this year. The two of them. I love Joe as a quarterback. I agree with everything you said. Dylan. Joe's a beast. Joe's great. <laughs> One of the most dedicated people to the league that we have. Um, Already done twelve mocks. Like Kirsten said, had I be beat, let's not beat around the bush. He had him beat. Um, so I think that's motivating him, and I'm looking forward to see. Uh, I, Joe's team last year was really good. Joe drafted a great team, and yeah. it, it speaks yeah. volumes to how well he's prepared going into the draft. So I expect him to have another amazing team, and for him to be right at the right up there at the end of the season. Agreed. Mocks before the draft order Agreed. comes out. Big, big Joe Piscopo fan. All right, let's move to the next pick, the fourth pick of the draft, Kurtzman. Sam Allen. Sam Allen returning to play quarterback. Kurtzman. How do you feel about Sam Allen going into this season? Um, I, I'm confident in Sam, man. I am. I he the first season he played quarterback, he sweet squeaked into the playoffs, got a big upset win in the first round, and then another quarterback who had IB on the ropes. He was up one. I'm pretty sure they were up 13 to 12. And then I'd be on thir- a third and long throws a 50 yard jump pass to TJ Hanks. That one of the most electric plays in this league's history, honestly. Um, and it comes out and is able to come out on top, but at, back to Sam Allen, he just, I think he has a really good mind for the game. I think he understands what it takes to win in the league. I think that what the team he drafts and how he uses each player is going to be extremely important to his teams and his own success in the league. Um, He, as it shows now through sources, he has a very good understanding of who he wants to pick. We're not going to, I'm the Sam Allen insider considering I was on FaceTime with him for an hour uh, the other day. Don't give away the pick. Don't give away the pick. No, no, I'm not giving away the pick. I'm saying he has a good sense of what he wants to do. He has really good sense of kind of person that he wants to do. And he's doing his homework. He's doing his research. He's sending his feelers out there. So um, I'm confident in Sam. Sam says he loves when people bet against him. He loves when, the, you know, when the chips are down. And uh, he feels like he's the underdog. So he's coming in with the chip on his shoulder. And I'm excited for that. Dylan, you have uh, any opinion on Sam Allen? No, I, 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 I'm on the same page as you guys. I think, And I think that um, whatever Sam may be lacking as a quarterback, he more than makes up for it in his defensive schemes. And I think that... Um, he did a really good job with the Bucks last year, and he did not pick that team. Obviously, he was not the captain, and he worked with what he had. And I think that him being able to pick his own team, he's going to be able to put guys in position to dominate on defense. And I look for his team to have a top two or three defense by, like, clear cut. Wow. All right. I like that. All right, Kurtzman, the fifth pick. 
me. All right, let's call it how it is. Let's call it how it is. Call it how it is. Is, is your legacy, legacy on the line? Is your legacy on the line? And now that there's 14 teams in the league, has your championship window passed? Has it closed? Um, so is my legacy on the line? Yes. Legacy is definitely <laughs> legacy is definitely on the line. Person um, missing the playoffs retirement might be in, in the near future. If I were to miss the playoffs, there is no way I miss the playoffs. If I were to miss the playoffs, my legacy, I would probably have to retire a quarterback. Listen, man, I, I everyone gets to be told when it's their time, but I don't I, I want to be able to walk off on my own on my own merit, not because I didn't make the playoffs in my own league. <laughs> Curtain's like like when you do a franchise in Madden, you got set goals at the beginning of the year, and like it's like increase of risk of firing. <laughs> like, <laughs> higher, like guarantees playoffs. If he doesn't make it, he's, he loses the league. He loses ownership of the league. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but no, I I do think that I have to have my. Uh, I think my expectations for the last three seasons or four seasons have been championship or bust. Yeah. And we made it to the championship in the summer with the Browns, but since then I've been unable to make it uh, past semifinals. So. It's kind of make or break it. And uh, with 14 teams, it definitely – I don't know if it increases my chances because no team is more stacked, so it somehow – it more so just comes down to the uh, the quarterback play. So I think I can contend with any quarterback in the league. I've shown I can beat every quarterback in the league that I've played against at least thus far. But, um, yeah, it's definitely championship robust for me, and I bet a lot of quarterbacks would say it's championship robust for them. Dylan, what's your favorite Kurtzman narrative coming into the season? Oh, nice. Let me hear this. Oh, poof. Let's let's um hmm. <laughs> can't 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 motivate his team. Mm. And the, when the when the <laughs> when the game is is when the big game comes, people don't show up. People are quitting and like <laughs> mentally out of the game in the first two drives. So Kirsten's leadership is is it's in question. Is in question. All right, that's, uh, that's I, a good. But in all seriousness, I think that. Um, I feel like ever since the Brown season, Kurtzman has been slowly working his way back to building a team that replicates that style and really, really. <laughs> I need the Browns. I need the Browns. Browns desperately. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're on the Browns, just know I love that team. This is the third draft since the Browns. I think that Kurtzman is going to get a great team. I mean, he always does get a great team, but I think he's going to get a great team for him. And I, I, I'm, I'm buying Kurtzman stock. Yeah. Kurtzman needs – he needs – listen, Kurtzman last year had Rhett, who was the hidden gem. Kurtzman needs a hidden gem in the draft. We know Kurtzman is shady with his hidden gems, how he hides someone's Instagram, tells them to go private, so no one in the league can go look at their page and see what they look like in their workouts and stuff like that. But Kurtzman's going to have a good team, as always, if you're someone new to the league. Um, Kurtzman's team probably gives you the best experience of playing the league. So if, yeah, you're, new and you get, if you're new and you get drafted by Kurtzman – you're going to have a great season. Your team will be competitive every week, and you guys will win games. All oh, right. wait, real quick. I just want to say now that I thought about that because you said Instagram handles. If anyone listening to this um, does not follow the Instagram or allow the Instagram to follow them back, just do so, just so captains can, like, see who you are and, like, maybe you've posted flag football. I know personally, like, if I see someone new who has flag football experience, like, they just go up on my board because I know that they have at least played flag football before. So, that's just one small way of moving up the draft board. All right, let's go to the sixth pick of this draft. Tommy Galante. Tommy. You guys you guys are the two biggest uh, fan club supporters of Tommy, so I'll allow you guys to have the floor here. Me Representing Dylan, Ole Miss. Me and Dylan were like um, we were like Bitcoin investors and when it comes to, to Tommy Galante. Okay. 
We saw the vision. And then, and then TJ used his Bitcoin to buy a Wawa sub and then blew it all. And now it's worth $10 million. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I was on, I was on the well, back. You, know you know all those stories of people spending their Bitcoin <laughs> on nonsense? That's you, TJ. You blew your big Tommy Bitcoin. Tommy Galante. <laughs> if you get drafted Tommy Galante's team, I'll say this. I was talking to Tommy the other day. He's definitely going to do his homework. Tommy is someone who I think started the season one and four last season, and then won five of his last six. Kurtzman, was it? So I want to say oh no, I want to say zero and four and probably five of his last six. So yeah, yeah finished five and five, yeah, and won five of his last six games. Tommy played quarterback in college. He played at Fairleigh Dickinson. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. He's a great kid. He's a great person. Definitely wants to win. Tries hard as hell. Spreads the ball. Gets the ball to everyone. If you get open, Tommy delivers you the ball. Probably has one of the, arguably has the nicest ball in the league. Arguably, put he puts it into some tight windows, uh, makes great throws. He's very, very athletic, very active. We are huge fans of Tommy. We are super excited that he is back playing quarterback and that he is a staple of the league, and he's ready to go and excited about it. Kurtzman. Oh, oh! I thought I thought Dylan was going to talk about his boy. No, um, Tommy. Tommy came in last year, struggled a little bit early on, but man, like he he just like. I was, we used to say, you hear us on the film. It's like, even when he got, like, he takes a snap and always goes through like that little two step drop, come up. Like, he plays the game and he fits the ball into windows that, like, you see kind of like in college and the NFL, like the little RPOs. Like, he, he'll, he'll fake like a, an option when there's no running back there just because it's going through his progression. That's how you know he's so intact with his mechanics. Um, He's a great quarterback to play for. He spreads the ball, like you said. I think he was second in the league in total touchdowns last year. Um, he is a gunslinger. He's going to take chances. If you're a big receiver, he's going to let you get a chance to go up and get it. If you're a lineman, um, I think that's one one you're going to have, definitely have to block a little more because he definitely looks for his receivers first. But I think this season he's going to incorporate more into his game, getting the lineman involved when he needs to and using his feet more. So I'm excited for Tommy year two. Me too. It's – it's, it's going to be a great year for him. I think another, he's going to benefit, obviously, from playing, being around the games, just seeing who's there, seeing what works, just, you know, just your typical experience. Just going. I through. hope he has a dominant number one receiver. Like I, like I hope he drafts a receiver at six. Kurt's been planting a seed, throwing a little nugget <laughs> to Tommy. No, plant, no seeds being planted. I just think that um, – a number a, a legit number one receiver in the league would have well a would have a phenomenal time playing with Tommy because you'd be getting the ball fed to you seven eight nine targets a game because Tommy is a kid who throws the ball thirty plus times a game, um, and then I also just think that's just best for him. I think he's one of those kids that's athletic enough that he the line doesn't necessarily matter as much for a kid like him. Yeah, and I think that the way the draft like being fourteen teams and being like just the way the the player pool kind of like the rankings kind of distribute themselves like the elite receivers are very valuable. And then like, I'm not saying that the elite linemen aren't valuable. Of course they're game changers, but like yeah. that the second and third rounds, you're going to see linemen going every pick almost, but like the elite receivers are going to go. And then it's just going to be like, you you don't want to miss out on getting elite receiver and waiting because you might, if you have an opportunity to get one. Yeah. I think it's definitely, Hey, listen, d different draft strategies win. Um, all it comes down to is how good your team goes from week one to week, the last week of the season when you're hopefully playing for a championship and you continue to grow. But uh, Tommy grew a lot last season. I can't wait to see this season. All right. Let's move on to the next pick here. Nick Suroff at the seventh pick, another final four contestant. Yeah. No. Kurtzman. Um, 
Nick Suroff whoop your ass in a, in a playoff game. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Whooped whose ass? It was an overtime game. Oh, my God. No, Suroff nah, Sur- is, yeah, is someone who had a phenomenal season last year. I would say, along with Joe Piscopo, the most into-the-league quarterback, as in your team is going to have a game plan, you're going to be super prepared, and he wants to win as badly, if not more, than any other person in the league. Um, he slings the rock. He throws the ball down the field. He gives his guys chances to make plays. Um, he's a great team leader. He's a great communicator. Um, his teams were always there early, stayed late, talked. They were a close-knit group, and, and they had an upset in the uh, in the playoffs against Kurtzman and, and knocked him out in the first round last year. You know, in the in the final four with, with the chance to to beat Dylan's team on the last play of the game, they were 25 yards out. They had a chance to beat the Dolphins. The Bills did. Uh, Suroff was a phenomenal addition to the league, just like Tommy. We're super excited. He's back and he's a staple. He's a pillar of the league now and he's ready to go. So shout out to Suroff. We're, uh, we're super excited that he's back in the league this season. Um, yeah, no, I think Suroff's another quarterback that struggled a little bit early on, had to figure out the nuances of the league and kind of just had to listen to the podcast to figure out like what needed to happen. And he started making plays. I think he's another quarterback that really would benefit from having a really, really elite number one receiver. Um, I think that he likes, he really likes throw the ball as a number one receiver. We saw Q last year had was amongst the league leaders in all receiving categories for the most part. Um, and I think Nick Suroff should be given a lot of credit for last season. We talked about it a lot in the pod last year. He had a team of, I don't know any of you. You don't know any of, no one on the team really knows each other. And he really orchestrated them into an actual team who really like was at the end of the season, were really playing for each other. Um, And you got to commend for that because that, that, that falls on the captain. He refused to be a bad team. They got to like a two and three spot season was kind of on the line. They made enough plays and got into the playoffs and then they upset me. So uh, I expect Sarov to be in the playoffs this season. I think, honestly, I'm going to say that about most of the quarterbacks. I expect to see them in the playoffs. There's going to be, I think the quarterback class is loaded. And I think there's going to be four quarterbacks. You're going to be like, looking at the end of the season, like, damn, they missed the playoffs. Yeah. But yeah. I guess that, I think that's a good part about the league then, right? It's just 14 good quarterbacks. Dylan. Um, I Kurtz and nailed it all. Honestly, uh, I- you went, I went first in the last two. You got to go first next time, dude. Yeah, but uh, Saroff was great. He got better every single week. He had his team right where they needed to be at the end of the season in prime position to pull off a string of upsets. Um, he's invested, and I think playing for him, that's another guy you could say playing for him is, is, good, is a good experience. He throws the ball 25, 30 times a game. He is the most prepared, one of the most prepared quarterbacks going into games. Um which you want, you, you might think if you're maybe like a casual going into the league, like, Oh, the game plan is too much. Like, all right, we, it's just a flag league, but like you need, if you want to make the playoffs, it's, it's required. You need to do it. Yep. it like it's, it's as simple as that. If you just come in every week and expect to just show up, win, go home, it's just not going to happen. You're going to get steamrolled. Everyone's the, like Chris said, the quarterback class is way too good. And Saroff will have his team ready every single week. Love it. Dylan, is this the best quarterback class by far? Not even close. I mean, yeah, in terms of, like, volume and talent, like, 14 deep, and they're all quality quarterbacks, it's it's insane. Like yeah. you said, there's going to be quarterbacks that were like, wow, this person missed the playoffs. And that could have been, like, final four teams from last season. 
yeah. Yeah, like you really have no idea. I do expect the majority. I do expect two of those teams to definitely be in the playoffs next year. But uh, <laughs> no. So let's get on. Let's go move on to the next one. Still, and you can talk about this guy because this was your quarterback last season. Um, oh, eighth pick, Sobes. I mean, what's there to say about Sobes? He's the fucking goat. <laughs> uh, a, a part of me is pissed that I'm captain and I'm bringing a quarterback into the league just because the unfinished business we I have with Sobes. I mean, playing with him was an unbelievable experience. I think every single week we got better. I think he elevates the the floor of the team like no one else and elevates the ceiling of a team like no one else. He There were games where our team overall was just didn't have it, and he single-handedly brought us across the finish line, whether that be with his no-look passes and extending plays or runs that you're like, oh, he's not that fast, but then he'll just break off a 20-yard run in traffic, and you're like, how did this just happen? But just absolute legend. I know he's I know he's pissed. I know we're not going to run it back. I, I know, but the losing the championship is still motivating him to win this year without me. So it's he's – he's well, look out. If you haven't seen Sobes play and you're new to the league, I highly suggest you go, go watch it down. I highly suggest you go look at the film. You go look at some of the clips that this kid has. Um, the last two times he's played in the league, he's won the MVP both times. He won the championship in the summer and then lost in the championship in the fall. Um, he's one of the, you know, Sobes is is you know the most he's what people in the league go after. Like when we get new quarterbacks to come join the league. We say to ourselves, like, do we could we see this kid beating Sobes or giving him a run for his, you know his money? So he's the standard in the league. Him and IB have, have proven to be the standards in the league. So uh, you know he's just one of those guys. I don't want to spend too much time talking about him. The numbers and the tape speak for itself. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Sobes is another one who. Um... He can make anyone look good, really. I know that sounds like messed up to say to players that have been on his team in the past, but he just raises the ceiling and the floor of a team. He just makes you an instant title contender no matter – we thought – we. I remember us saying on the podcast thinking the Dolphins had a weak team last year, but we said they have soaps. They can go to the championship, and that's exactly what happened. Um, one thing I will say, I have said the last two captains should take elite receivers. I think Sobes is the captain who could – really benefit his team and himself honestly from t- by taking an elite lineman in the first round because he can make a let's call it a second tier receiver into an elite receiver yeah so the different draft strategy for different guys so uh, i guess we'll see what uh he chooses to do let's see if sobes is um is, is hammered at this year's draft <laughs> let's see if sobes can draft a decent team <laughs> all right let's go to on paper yeah, let's go to the, the next pick of the draft here, Kurtzman. Emmerich, representing Alabama. Emmerich, who I guess we can let the cat out of the bag. We're talking about quarterbacks here, really not so much captains. Emmerich will be bringing in Dev Degrassi to play quarterback. Um, Kurtzman and Dylan have really never seen Dev play. I've never seen Dev play either, but I'll give you the information that, that Emmerich gave me. Emmerich has played in this league for three seasons now, Kurtzman, correct? This will be his third. Okay, this will be Emmerich's third season. And he is tired of losing. This is Emmerich's quote. He's tired of losing, and he knows what it will take to win in this league. 
when I asked him about how confident he would be in, you know, his boy Dev playing quarterback, he said that Dev, in his opinion, will be the second most dynamic athlete in the league at the position behind only IB. And he said you could make the argument that Dev is a better athlete than IB as well. No, he wasn't throwing shade at IB. He was just saying. No, he's just saying how good. good, And I know this kid, Dev. I've seen him play a flag football tournament. Dylan, you probably have too. I think, Dylan, once you see him, you'll know who, who he is. Word. Like, he's played at Skamu tournaments. Um, I know he's a dynamic athlete. I've seen him play in the league, in other leagues. Um, I think he'll be good. I think yeah, he'll no, be really I'm, good. I'm, huh? in, I'm in on Dev being good. Emmerich has sold me on him. He throws routes every weekend anyways. Like, he actively practices and throws football. So, that's always a plus. He's a great athlete, tall kid, knows how to move, knows how to play the game. Um, I'm in on Dev. If, if And I'll tell you this right now. Emmerich's team, Emmerich is one of the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. He's an absolute dog. He wants to win. He's tired of losing. So if you get drafted to that squad, that's going to be a squad that's on go. So that's a that's a good one to play for. Yeah, and they're very and that's a really a wild card team at pick number nine. I uh, I don't want we don't do no draft like uh, preview, but I don't know who they're going to take the mocks. The mocks might say one thing, but uh, yeah, draft they might be a whole lot wild card, complete wild card. Yeah, and and let's not uh let's not sleep on Emmerich's like people maybe like I. Said before, casuals might not know Emmerich's knowledge of the league, but he subbed for probably every single team in the past, so he knows the entire league. He's he's gonna be ready to go draft a team that's ready to compete. No, I agree. All right, let's move on to the next pick here. Uh, do you want is your uh, your MVP, dude? You can talk about him, Deshaun Robinson. Deshaun, have I ever seen him play flag football in real life? Absolutely not. Have I seen him throw clips on Instagram where he looks like he's throwing the ball 70 yards for a touchdown bomb in a flag football tournament? Yes, I have. Um, We saw Deshaun. If you were involved with the basketball league at all, you know that Deshaun was the first or second best player uh, in the league. Crazy dynamic athlete. I am fully confident in Deshaun dominating. Um, I just think he's when he gets on the field, he's going to be such a dynamic athlete with his feet, with the ability to throw the ball, and he's competitive as hell. He's one of those guys, Chris. Remember, we were talking about it over, like, just like viewing his stories and stuff over, uh, over the the entire quarantine process. Him and I think it's his brother are out there training, running, doing band work, like just legit body. They're training their bodies every single day. So yeah, I'm all in on Deshaun being a phenomenal quarterback. I think if there was like MVP odds, like betting odds on FanDuel or something for the league, and he would be like a crazy plus seventeen hundred uh, odds guy. I would definitely be laying, uh, sprinkling some money on the Deshaun MVP uh, on on that uh, on that future. No, I agree. He's a dynamic athlete. I'm excited to see him on the field. Um, I'm excited to see some of his boys entering the league. Also, um, it just gives us new competition, but hopefully better competition. I love when. Uh, competition player and you're playing against better players um he i think listen even though when you're a dynamic athlete i do think it takes a game or two to get your feet wet in the league um i think he will definitely be good and i expect Deshaun's team to make the playoffs um i just wonder if they start a little slow but that's the only that would be the only like thing i could say about him i think he's a dynamic athlete he's gonna have a great season mvp definitely in consideration Dylan. He's a beast. He, him and his 
friends dunked all over my team when we faced him on the basketball side. I don't understand how he would be a bad flag football player. So can't imagine it, right? Actually, can't yeah, I think can't probably, won't start, probably won't start slow. If you're throwing half court alley oops in a men's league at in just a regular ass men's league, I, how are you not going to be amazing at flag football? It's it can't be. It's not that hard. Put <laughs> sixty, point, 60 points in a game, so. <laughs> I'm just just gonna go out on a limb and say he's a pretty good athlete. He's gonna be a pretty good player. I think Deshaun will be fine. Shout out to Deshaun for stepping up and coming in and playing quarterback here. Yep. Thanks. All right, Kurtzman, on to the next pick. All right, uh, next pick is Jelani, aka we could announce another quarterback tandem here. Uh, Billy Damato will be playing quarterback for Jelani's teams. If you're if you're wondering why some of the quarterbacks aren't captains, it's more so for the drafting pro- process, yeah. the being captain throughout the season process, um, just kind of all that. But I I want every team to have a quarterback, so that's kind of how you make. Yes, it work. no. The most important thing of our league and making sure it's competitive balance is the quarterbacking. So that's obviously it's by far the most important position. Dylan knows the league. He's talks to Kurtzman on a daily basis. He knows how everything is run, so it makes more sense for him to be a team captain. That's why we have Dylan just taking Eric just because rather than Eric getting a pick and then drafting Dylan. So Eric is not the team captain. He doesn't have those team captain responsibilities. Jelani, we've already been in great communication with. He worked for the league last season, refing obviously a bunch of games, a bunch of crucial games. Jelani's a great person, great kid. We know exactly what he's about. We could trust him to be the captain of that team. But um, let's talk about Billy as a quarterback. Uh, Billy lit it up in high school. I know that was years ago, but, you know, played quarterback in high school at SJV, threw for a bunch of yards, threw to Jelani. They have a great connection. Saw Billy play, had a competitive tournament team, and I think his his tournament team is actually going to really help him um, with how he drafts this, you know, season, season-long team rather than the one-day because he came with a bunch of athletes to the one-day tournament, but what were they lacking? A line. Now I think he's going to realize, okay, I need a really good offensive line if I want to win the whole thing. Cause Billy, Billy's naturally talented enough to just compete regardless. But if he wants to win the whole thing, I think he's going to need to fill out his roster nicely. Um, obviously him and Jelani are newer to the league. We'll be helping them draft their team a little bit, but um, I'm really excited. Looking forward to watching Billy play. I think he's a phenomenal addition to the league. And um, you know, we get Jelani as a playmaker who on any given Sunday could be the best player in the league. Yeah, no, I think you've you hit the nail on the head. Billy is has a, a lot a of great great arm. What's up? I said, I said a lot of nails being hit on the head. We've said it like five <laughs> times already. Have we? Damn, yeah. didn't even realize. Honestly, you're talking the flow. You didn't even realize. Um, no, but Billy, natural great arm strength uh, and good arm talent. He knows the game of football well. He played pretty well at the one day tournament, and I know he liked because he came up to me after and was hoping that we do another one soon. Um, haven't gotten the opportunity to do to like Corona and all that, but Billy is going to be a good player in the league. I think he's someone that's going to get better with each um game he plays. I think who he drafts, making sure they draft a pretty good team, and um, yeah, I, I think his team will be competing. I expect them to make the playoffs as I expect every team to make the playoffs until four of them don't. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about Billy. All right, Dylan. I do because I, I, I believe in every quarterback. I'm excited for this team. I'm excited to have Jelani back and uh, playing league. I know he only played a few summers ago, like a few games as a sub. And then, yeah. um, but he's as dynamic of a playmaker as they come. 
So I'm definitely excited for the addition, the re-addition of Jelani to the league and the addition of Billy, who has flashed incredible arm strength in the past. Um, I think that, like you said, it is crucial that they get a, a good line so Billy can really let, let it fly. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the next pick here, Chrisman. Uh, Jirak, representing University of Florida. Um, another new quarterback, I can talk about him a little bit. Dylan, you've probably seen him play at Skamuga Bunch, too. Um, just a really good athlete, knows the flag game really well, probably has the most experience of any player right now between the amount of games he's played. Um, he's, a really, he's a friendly dude. He gets along with everyone. He's going to bring in a couple of his boys so that they have a, a little nucleus and then draft the rest of their team. And uh, nah, it's he's going to have a good team. And I really think that he's also going to be one that kind of takes the league by storm with his athletic ability. Um, we saw some flashes when he played for the Bills a couple games last season with Suroff as a sub. Um, he had a game-winning Hail Mary catch against the Seahawks, I believe, later in the season that gave the Bills a crucial win for um, playoff implications. But uh, I, it's another quarterback I expect to be in the thick of things late in the season when it all goes – when it's all going down, the games matter most. So uh, I have Stock and Jirak this year for sure. Love it. Stock and Jirak, baby. Stock and Jirak, I do. I do have some Stock and Jirak. I've never seen Jirak play quarterback, so I can't really comment. But I am confident, and I like the fact that he's in love with flag football. Yeah, he's already followed so many guys on the Instagram. He's excited for the draft. He actually started his own league, more South Jersey, a little draft style based on how much he liked our style. So shout out to him for his league. And uh, hopefully they get some more guys in our league. Yeah. Kirsten, you're coming through a little laggy on my uh, on my no, end. Speaking. Yeah, you're coming through. You're coming through a little laggy at, at my end. I hope that doesn't when because we're doing this over Zoom for the first time. I wonder if that's gonna, you know, affect the recording. If it is, I apologize. Kurtzman maybe lost like a little word or two there, but um, I think that's it on Jarak. Let's move on to the the next quarterback here. Back to back champ Anthony and Bimbo. Same exact thing as Sobes. The resume speaks for itself. The tape speaks for itself. In my opinion, the most dynamic quarterback in the league. In my opinion, the best player in the league. Um, and Bimbo, someone's got to knock him off his high horse. He's won two times in a row, 14 teams. It's going to be very, very, very interesting. We're always You always love to see how IB gets the personnel on his team and, and, and you know, see what he wants to go with for that season. Um, he's hired Chris Savaro as a, as a GM as a the he's the the head of IB scouting department now is is Chris so uh going to be very interesting to see Chris's work and how, how that goes and how their draft goes but um IB is phenomenal uh probably the most athletic kid in the league moves like no other throws any ball imaginable imaginable any arm angle could throw it the entire length of the field any point um like i said best player in the league absolute stud Dylan. He's a god. He's a beast. He does he it all. He needs no introduction. That's simple as that. I, I just when I ever think of IB and how successful he has been in this league the last few years, I just think of like the times where he was so adamant against playing quarterback and then just like ended up taking over quarterback and then you know the rest was history. But just <laughs> far progression is is very funny. It, and obviously, like you said, he's a league staple and he's he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So. He, the league runs through him. It's simple as that. It does. Bring your game. That's, that's it. 
he's got a target on his back for the third straight season, I guess now, because he was probably the favorite going into the fall when he when he won as Ohio State. So he has a target on his back for another season. He is going to have when you the thing is when you have the target on your back, you get every team's best game. So I think it's super um, important for IB like he did last year to just have his team completely bought into running a system and learning plays and practicing once a week and just making sure that they're ready for that Sunday game. Because like, like Dylan said, if you can't just come, you can't just show up on Sunday and win. it don't, it don't happen like that. If you don't prepare a little bit for these games, you're going to get smoked. All right, let's go to the last pick of the draft. The last quarterback in the pool. Ving Gargano league the legend, goat. the goat, multiple MVPs, multiple championships. When I say multiple, I mean like four or five. Um, he is – he was the league staple before Sobes and IB were the league staples. Uh, Vin is right up there with any quarterback in the league. He could be the best quarterback in the league, uh, on the field on any given game, any given day. Um, he is a quarterback that you can never – he's one of those guys you don't want to bet against. Like Sobes, IB, you don't want to bet against Vin if he can get – his teams get stops or not. Um I hope he drafts a better team this year. Um, has more skill. I hope he has, gets more skill guys on the outside and continues that great um, escapability and being able to make guys miss in the backfield. We know he's a great quarterback. Dylan, I want you to rate his headbutting ability on a scale one through 10. Um, it, it needs work. It could be a little more, it could, it could do more damage. <laughs> he got a he, he got he got a nine hit marker with a tack shock on it to reminisce on the Fortnite days on his headbutt. <laughs> um, Vin is a beast. Like everything Kurtzman said, um, absolutely on point. He, I, I'm trying to like put it like this. Vin is the OG. Like he's just he's the original best player in the league. Like Vin on any given day could be the best player in the league. Obviously the young guns and Sobieski and. And Bimbo are probably at the top of their games right now. But on any given day, Vin can reach into the bag and, and get that bag runs deep. deep. That bag runs deep. Any throw, probably deep. the calmest, cool, most cool collected dude in yep. the pocket in the league, just navigates, kind of floats through the lane and um, floats through the pocket. I should say, not the lane, floats through the pocket and just delivers on target, on time passes throughout the entire game. And he's very devastating. Um, Vin is probably the scariest person in the league if he has the ball and he's down a score because you know he's coming down, he's making big plays, he's done a thousand times. He's just a winner, he's a great athlete. That's just who he is. And Vin being the last pick, getting that he gets two of the top 15 guys in the player pool, very dangerous. I like that spot a lot for Vin. Um, yeah, as you say, him having the ball down one score, I just remember that 20 yard game winning touchdown run against the Patriots this year. For him, that was most, one of the most unbelievable plays in the league this season. Um, he's a beast, man. There's nothing else you could say about him. He's a monster. And he – he if I had to bet on one person not to make, miss the playoffs, he might be the guy because he's – he just goes out there and wins games. Chris has got oh, – Chris has, has all 14 teams. Chris has, has 14 playoff teams and 14 nails on heads. <laughs> no, I mean, I would bet like myself to miss the playoffs – uh, oh God! It's over for him. Yeah, 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 oh my goodness! It's going to be a great season. I think that's going to be it for the podcast. We're going to wrap it up here. 
as I said, guys, the podcast is crucial to the league. It's a big part of it. It makes it a lot of fun. Make sure to subscribe on all platforms. Um, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube as well. And like Kirsten said, if you do not follow the Instagram, definitely go follow the Instagram. We will make sure to follow you back if we already don't. Everyone, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back here the next time we have any important information to give you guys. Kurtzman, you want to say anything before we get out of here? Um, no, I just expect more content. Um, as the league gets closer, draft's going to be in a couple of weeks, and then we'll have jerseys, and we'll be ready to go. Uh, March 14th, be ready. Dylan, you got anything to say? Nope, I'm just super excited to get back out there. It feels like it's been forever. Yeah, forever. We're excited. We're ready to go. Uh, all the new players in the league, welcome. All the new quarterbacks, welcome. We appreciate you. We're looking forward to a great season, and we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Peace.